0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. I apologize this is a day late in coming out, but I had uh, several things going on yesterday and was not able to record a podcast. Um, Just a heads up, next week I am actually on a little mini coastal trip fishing vacation. So that's uh, Tuesday through Friday. So if uh, I do get a podcast out next week, it will be down in uh, the coast. And uh, hopefully uh, being able to brag about catching fish. some big fish and even more importantly beating everyone else that i'm fishing with all right i do uh, digress um for this episode of god talk i want to talk a little bit about echo chambers and maybe you've heard that phrase maybe you haven't but uh, we all recognize we live in a pretty divided world um and it's not only divided it's divisive um there's a lot of uh a lot of hatred a lot of animosity a lot of I guess a good term would be polarization at least there appears to be um through the eyes of the media I'm not sure it's always that way when you uh, get on the street and you talk to different people I don't know that the average person is as extreme as uh, things are always painted to be in the media but I, I think a big problem for it is that we uh We all tend to live in our echo chambers and you probably live in an echo chamber and what I want to do with this podcast is I want to kind of explain what an echo chamber is, uh, why it's bad for this world, why it's bad for us um, personally, uh, also spiritually and kind of try to encourage everyone to uh, rethink how it is you uh, go about your life. Uh, So, an echo chamber. What in the world is an echo chamber? Well, an echo chamber is basically, um, well, it's defined an environment in which a person encounters only the beliefs or the opinions that coincide with their own uh, so that their existing views are always reinforced and alternative views are not even considered, okay? It's basically surrounding yourself with... um, People that will tell you what you want to hear, okay? And we see that just going on so much in the world today. Um, Think about Putin and the war in Ukraine. Uh, The reason he went into uh, this conflict is he had a bunch of bad advice. Uh, He surrounds himself with people that tell him only what he wants to hear. Um, And uh, they made it sound like they're going to roll into the Ukraine. And uh, it was going to fall in a matter of a weekend, Kind of like when they went into Crimea several years earlier and there really wasn't much resistance. uh, That's what they expected it to be. Uh, It it turned out very quickly that would not be the case. uh, But he still had in place around him commanders, generals, um, advisors that are afraid to tell him the truth. And I don't even know if it's always afraid to tell the truth. It probably is with Putin. But they're unable to see truth differently than what Putin did. And uh, as they say, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Um, truth, in some respects, are in the eyes of the beholder. You know that by listening to me preach, I don't really believe that. I don't believe in you know, relativistic truth. But I do believe that people see things a certain way and that becomes truth to them, even if it's wrong right? Uh, So it's not like they're intending to go wrong or to be wrong or to think wrong. It's just uh, they're they're seeing it through their own set of lenses and those lenses are showing them something that isn't really accurate. And when you put people around you that are yes men, that are all looking through that same lens, um, it, it, it impacts your ability to get different viewpoints in which that's, to me, that's ultimately how you get truth. Um, You listen to different viewpoints to make sure you're understanding it correctly. Uh, Even with the Bible, you know, you you, you can be like, no, the viewpoint's the Bible. You just read that. Great. And the reason we have like 300,000 different denominations, I don't remember what it is, but I preached on it months ago. Uh, But the reason we have, you know, so many different denominations is... Not that people are intending to read the Bible wrong it 's just once again, even when it comes to god 's word, uh, we tend to look at it through a, a set of lenses and uh, and, and you, there can be some honest disagreement on what certain passages mean because ultimately we can 't go knock on god 's door and say, "Hey, God, what did you mean when you said this um, and, and so you know even spiritually speaking it 's good not to be in an echo chamber. Uh, the left is in an echo chamber uh, all the time um, you know the president uh, talks about with inflation. A few months ago, he talked about when when inflation didn't go up. Him and as uh, as Ben Shapiro says, amazingly talented, uh, tongue in cheek, uh, press secretary, um, talk about you know if inflation's at zero percent, we had no inflation. No, it just means it didn't go up the month before, but we're still at you know eight and a half nine percent above what we were last year, and and that's called inflation. <laughs> It, it's not compared to the month before. It's compared to the year prior, uh, and uh, the new reports just came out. And uh, you know, Biden's talking about how uh, you know it, it. You know, it's a good uh, a good number. Everyone says it's a bad number. Um, it, it was slightly lower than the month before, uh, but it was significantly above what experts were hoping for and predicting uh, but in his echo chamber it's like oh good job look at there it came down point you know one percent no it's horrible and it's still causing uh, a huge amount of pain uh, in people's lives and but when you surround yourself with with that and then, then Um, you you lose track of reality. I mentioned it in a podcast a while back, uh, you know, when he was calling out for the dead congresswoman. Jackie, is Jackie here? You know, he forgot that she was there. But in his echo chamber, they they can't admit that they're wrong. So they just kind of come up with an excuse. You know, she's at the top of his mind. And and, and it wasn't that he didn't know she was there. He was just thinking of her. Whatever. I, I just, I cannot stand... Uh, the ignorance uh, that goes on in in this world and is perpetuated um, by the media and by politicians and honestly it's not just on the left it's it's, it's also on the right. I have uh, daily arguments with a, a friend and a church member on uh, whether or not uh, the election was uh, was stolen this past year. And, and you know, it, it comes back to the same arguments. He, he wants me to see uh, 2,000 Mules or whatever. And I said, all right, I, I'll, I'll watch it. But he, he won't discuss the fact that, um, you know, the Supreme Court refused to hear it. And those were, you know, Trump app- appointees. He, he won't uh, acknowledge that the Attorney General general wouldn't uh, go along with it he wouldn't uh, he, he he minimizes the fact that like you know the, the the governor of Georgia Republican Attorney General of Georgia Republican uh, that that they didn't support it same in Arizona and it ultimately comes back to there was one person asking someone to cheat and that was Trump and in, in telling the the uh, you know the the governor and the Attorney General of Georgia to find votes and and that's just dismissed and so we get in this echo chamber and listen I, I do believe. Uh, about the election, that the rules were changed in in an unfair way against not only Trump, but against Republicans. I I do believe that completely. Um, I I believe that, you know, people with the mail-in ballots took advantage of that. And I I don't know if it was enough to turn over the election, but I do know that I have to trust... uh, people in my own party uh, that are in positions of leadership, attorney generals, governors, state attorney general, Supreme Court individuals, and, and, and I need to hope that the President of the United States doesn't ask you uh, to cheat to find the votes. Um, and that—that's just not living in an echo chamber. That's trying to take. Okay, this is what you know. The My Pillow guy saying. This is what Trump saying. This is what the left saying. But how, how? How about what are these other people saying? That that seem to you know. What's the Vice President saying? What's What's the Attorney General saying? You know, you have to look at all perspective Perspectives. Otherwise, you live in an echo chamber, and it's not necessarily a good place to live because it distorts reality. Um, let's uh, let's turn to the Bible a little bit on this because I want to share a few passages with you uh, so you can understand it from a spiritual perspective. Uh, the first passage I want to read is Proverbs 18.2. And Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights... And airing his own opinions. Okay? I, I think we all are guilty of just throwing opinions around. Um, but you know what they say about opinions. Everyone's got one like other things that everyone has. Um, so I, we, we, got, we do have to be careful. I mean, we can give opinions. But we also have to gain knowledge and understanding, and you're only going to gain knowledge and understanding when you go outside your echo chamber. Listen, I I don't enjoy reading, uh, you know, articles from uh, certain news organizations, Um, and and many times I'll I'll just pass over them, and I totally can see by just even reading the title that it, it is, they're in their own echo chamber, and it's slanted, but on certain things that that it doesn't appear that there's at least great differences on, maybe the war in Ukraine. I I might read a CNN article because, you you know what, the way that Democrats view the war in Ukraine isn't significantly different than the Republicans. And so I want to get a slightly different perspective. And the moment, you know, it it starts to become skewed, like somehow it's Trump's fault uh, that there's a war in Ukraine, you know, then I stop reading because then you just dismiss it. But I'm willing to listen to other voices as long as those voices uh, uh, follow reason and logic and seem to make sense. Proverbs 18.2 says that we should try to gain understanding and not just be, you know, givers of opinion. Uh, James 1.19. My brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Um, I, I think, you know, oftentimes we're, we're really quick to speak. And we're pretty slow to listen. And, and that's kind of reverse <laughs> uh, of what God's Word tells us we need to do. Um, if, if we're quick to listen and slow to speak, then, then we're hearing what other people are saying uh, rather than forming our, our opinions just based upon limited information or our own feelings. And lastly, Proverbs twelve fifteen, The way of a fool seems right to him but a wise man listens to advice. And once again, if we're surrounding ourselves with people who always think the way that we do, then the advice you're getting is is, is going to be poor. Um, we need to be willing to hear the other side of things. Um, just uh, some, some things that are kind of going on in the news that I think uh, somewhat uh, ties to this. Uh, you know, Troy Aikman got in a little bit of a... A little bit of hot water on Monday Night Football. I heard the comment, and I laughed when I heard it. And I guess part of me thought, I'm surprised he said that. But what had happened was um, the the Chiefs were playing the Raiders, and uh, shortly before first half on uh, the end of the first half on Monday Night Football, uh, one of the Chiefs' linemen's uh, linemen uh, came and uh, basically sacked. Uh, the Raiders quarterback and as he was sacking him uh he the, the quarterback was in the process of throwing the ball and and basically the while he was sacking him the 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 defensive lineman just took the uh the football from him um which would be uh, basically an interception uh, I, I I you know it's it never hit the ground so it's not a fumble but you know so but as they're going to the ground, uh, he lands on top of the quarterback. And there's a rule in the NFL that, you know, when you land on the quarterback, you can't put your full weight on him. And and as they show on replay, the, this lineman with great amount of skill, like he's tackling the quarterback. He's stripping the ball. Um, and when he lands, he's also like put his arm down. So in fact he didn't pull put his full weight on the on the quarterback and and, and so uh, the refs got it wrong they called it roughing the passer and it was a horrible call and it brought up a horrible call that was made on Sunday when Tom Brady was sacked uh, with Kid gloves on, uh, barely hit the ground, and, and the ref called roughing the passer on uh, on that. And and Troy Aikman, uh, you know, if you're a Dallas fan, uh, is as a hero to the Cowboys, and uh, he's a he's a really uh, good NFL commentator. He, you know he, he's frustrated that like they can't play football anymore, and he, he's coming at it from the quarterback perspective, and he says you know guys, it's time to play football and, and, and take the dresses off these quarterbacks. Oh, my goodness, the blowback on that. He's misogynistic. He's saying dresses. Does anyone see women in the NFL? You know, it, it, it's not meant to be a woman's sport. A woman wears dresses. You know, it, it, if a woman made a comment about, you know, uh, you know, take your jock strap off, I mean, would there be blowback for that or something like that? Would that be? No. As with everything, it only goes one way. And uh, so uh, Aikman, who... Uh, I I, I kind of admired for that statement because he called it as it is. Um, When he got enough blowback from enough woke people, um, he ended up uh, uh, saying uh, he didn't apologize, which I, I do appreciate. He just said it was a dumb choice of words. Well, I think it was an appropriate choice of words. Of course, he could have said it not quite as lazy in a million different ways. But frankly, I am glad that he said it that way. Uh, But once again, in the echo chamber of this world in which we live and of the left, that pretty much controls things. um, You know, it's just not tolerated. And there's all this blowback and and pushback. Now, talking about echo chambers and talking about the NFL, uh, we're going to kind of uh, wrap it up with this. Uh, Fox had a really uh, good article. I think it was today. Um, I think that the article came out, but it um, has to do with the Washington Commanders, or uh, if you haven't watched football in a few years, the Washington Redskins, which were uh, forced to switch their name basically because of, once again, the wokeness of the NFL, um, the echo chamber of the NFL, that that is somehow just a, a, a horrible thing to uh, have to Football team named the Redskins, just like uh, like it's horrible to have a football team named the, the Chiefs. But at least until uh, up till this point, the Chiefs have stand stood firm and have not changed their, their names. But uh, but the owner of the of the Redskins now Commanders uh, did uh, succumb to pressure, and uh, and he did allow the name to be changed. And as a reward, the NFL fined him ten million dollars. Well, to be honest, uh, the, he was uh, his team was he was fined and his team was basically fined ten million dollars uh, because it was charged that he had a toxic work environment. Well, the owner of the the commanders, I still hate saying that, um, was a little bit miffed about probably having to change the name of his team. Uh, and then, even after doing that being fined ten million dollars, I think that came after he changed the name of the team that uh he's uh, he 's not real happy with the NFL and so ESPN broke this uh, news story around the time of Thursday Night football last night and um, and Fox News picked up on it and it basically is is this that uh, uh, ESPN reported that thirty one owners um, are fear, fearful of Snyder because he has uh, information uh, to uh, basically blow up several different owners. and uh, including the NFL Commissioner, commissioner Roger Goodell. Um, it, apparently, the way it goes, after he was fined $10 million by the other owners, um, it, he was a little uh, fed up with the other owners, which he claims that all the NFL owners, are, he says they're like mafia. <laughs> he he says the, the NFL owners are like mafia, and they all hate each other. It's like they're all these individual bosses, and, and they're all you know out to get the, the next person, and, and they don't even like each other. So he compares the NFL to the mafia. Uh, and, and, uh, sometimes we're the dog and sometimes we're the fire hydrant and he was a fire hydrant there for a while. He, uh, he had to change the name of his team. He was fined $10 million. And so in response, apparently he hired some private investigators to dig up some dirt on some of the other NFL owners including, uh, the Cowboys, very beloved, uh, Jerry Jones. And so, uh, he says that the, uh, the NFL owners are, they're, they're fearful of him. Uh, he's quoted as saying they can't F with me, except he did not say F, but since this is God talk, and some of you listen to this with your kids in the car, uh, I will just leave it at that. um, And so, uh, very interesting. So if we want to talk about echo chambers, the NFL is an echo chamber. And I have to tell you, I hate to even watch the NFL. And if I was more of a person of conviction, which I normally think I am, I wouldn't be watching it now. But um, I am enjoying watching my Buffalo Bills play. Uh, But there is that period, and, and it's still not better, where the NFL went so woke and you know, everything was like stop racism. And by stop racism, it means, you know, stop uh, prejudicing against black people because racism can never go any other way. And uh, and they did it. And, and, and uh, this was all going on during COVID. And uh, even though people had nowhere to go, nothing to do, everything was shut down. All they really could do is like stare out their backyard. And if you lived in a city, uh, stare at your fence. Um, But somehow uh, the the, the ratings for football uh, plummeted during that time. Um, They've gotten to be a little bit less in your face about it. Um, the amount of commercials that they seem to be sponsoring seems to be less, uh, but you still have end racism on the uh, uprights of the field goals and on the sidelines and uh, all all the different l- little uh, phrases that they like to uh, put to uh, try to recondition the way that we think and 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 I think uh, I think the owner of the uh, I'm, I want to say Redskins Commanders um, is, is uh, uh, appropriately right. It, it it does seem like an a mob family. It seems like the mafia um, that live in their echo chamber and have no reality in terms of a realization of what reality is like uh, to the rest of the world. Um, and so I hope that through my examples, you've been able to see it. And, and maybe you don't even agree with, you know, one or two of them. Uh, but you don't have to. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in my own echo chamber, or you know, maybe you're in your echo chamber on those one or two that that you just couldn't go along with. But if you've listened to this whole podcast, you probably have found that yeah, there's a lot of just stupid stuff that goes on, crazy things that we believe, and things that are tolerated, and it's assumed that it's right. Why? Because you've got you've got people in leadership and people in power, people of corporations that have surrounded this, themselves with other people who think. Exactly the same way that they do. Who are afraid to speak up? It works that way in in in, in politics. It works that way in war, like with Putin. It, it works that way in the NFL. And, and biblically speaking, uh, that we need to not be doing that, right? And we see that it goes on even in churches. You know, pastors, right? How many of you have been to a church where pastors will appoint? their favorite people to the board of elders or the executive board so that they've got their yes men around them. Echo chamber, not good. Um, Ministers that like have their, their their inner circle of close friends in the congregation, um, their, their disciples, ones that are following them around that, you know, when they have parties, they have, uh, they, they invite them to when, you know, when there's little outings, they all go together when, you know, that it, it it's it's just an echo chamber, and and honestly, like for the most part, in ministry in my twenty five years now of being a pastor, I, I, I I've never wanted it to be where hey, uh, Pastor Greg's politic to get certain people on the board, so I don't do that. Um, I, I it's not that I don't have friends, but I I, I don't really um, hang out with a certain group of people. Uh, Regularly from church or really outside of church. Why? Because I don't want to give the appearance that there's a group of people that have my ear and can influence me. And and I don't want to have that echo chamber of of people who, you know, really like me and support me. And I really like and support, and and we can't understand uh, truth and reality outside of our own little group. It, It happens in the church all the time, too. And that's why we get the craziness that we have in the church. Like the church is being closed when. There was no reason for them to be closed like churches supporting wokeism and lgbtq why Uh, because they buy into the same echo chamber that the world buys into and they surround themselves with those same people and come then to the same conclusions all right enough on echo chambers be aware of where your echo chamber is if you have an echo chamber and we probably all do and do everything that you can to um to listen to other sides in different views and if you come up with the same realization, then perhaps your realization is correct. But you don't know it's correct, at least until you listen to views other than your own. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of God Talk. And I will hopefully be speaking to you next weekend from the sunny Gulf Coast of Texas. God bless and have a great day.